Welcome back to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast, the first ever live hot tub, blood sugar, randomized control trial, time machine episode. Round one. Round one. What better way to celebrate our second year of existence, Amber, than uh, than willfully inducing some low blood sugars when we get in this hot tub? <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a joy ride for sure. I'm <laughs> can't can't wait to get naked in front of my friends. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That had nothing to do with it. I like that. to look at the the show's possibilities. Really, is just recapping what happened in the previous two years of having the website. You know, just kind of shrinks down everything into one hot tub, one experience. You know? And I just want to say for all the moms out there that have written us about this hot tub, I don't know, what are we calling it? Theory, I guess? Um, hypothesis? There's some, there's some good evidence it? out there. There's yeah. evidence. This supporting. is for you. We're doing this for you. Yep, we're taking we are, one for the team. <laughs> we're taking one for the team. We're doing real science today. And as far as I know, this is the first ever like podcast live from a hot tub. Especially related to diabetes. Let's be more specific. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably just diabetes related. Yeah. Yeah. Our goal today is to... To basically just test out and see what happens to our blood sugar in a mini experiment during just like a real life hot tub experience. Just like what would happen if you just hopped in your hot tub with a group of friends and just had a good time. That's it. That's what yeah. we're trying to find out. Seems simple. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to the whole show rundown here in a second. But we have a few announcements before we uh, get into the hot tub. A um, couple things. The Amazon purchases have been huge. So big thanks to everybody. We had a big month last month. Uh, really helped us out um, with the Amazon ads. Helps us continue to, uh, to pay Jonathan to help us out with these shows. And, uh, <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything extra either. It's just you shopping what you normally would do, and it throws a couple cents back our way. Yep. So pretty easy to do, right? Please buy a car. I mean, let's buy some big things. It's yeah, summertime. Can... Who needs a boat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. Jet yeah. ski. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paddle boards. All that good stuff, right? Goggles. <laughs> this go on and on. Beach gear, period. There's cool little fish that sink to the bottom of the pool that you have to dive and get. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. So, yeah, all that all you have to do to do the Amazon ad is to go to our website, diabetesdaythegrind.com, click on the banner that's on the right side of our homepage. It's really easy. Just click on the banner and uh, and then go to Amazon and buy whatever. And uh, we get a little bit of a kickback. Not yep. much, but it helps us out. Very good. Start yeah. shopping. Oh, yeah. And those iTunes reviews. We could use a few more iTunes Yeah, reviews. people, we know you're listening. We see the numbers. We need your <laughs> feedback. It makes us happy or sad, but mostly happy. Makes us happy. Makes us happy, I would say. So, yeah, we could use a few more iTunes reviews. Pretty simple. Just go to iTunes, and uh, you got to open it up on your computer. Click on the app, and then you can go in. It says write a review. You write a review. Tell us what you want. One star, five star, um, whatever. And then Be you honest. end up winning the contest and we'll send you a T-shirt. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we, we're about ready to go. You ready to get in the hot tub? Pretty close. Prepared? Do we want to start with? Uh, uh, yeah, no. We'll, we'll get. We can break we'll get, that all yeah. down in a second. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yes, I'm alive. I'm alive. One minor inconvenience. A little thing called diabetes. All right, Amber. So we're back. <laughs> 90 somebody hours later, is that what we're Yeah, so I think yeah, this is 96 hours after we recorded the intro to the start of the last podcast. We had a couple of technical difficulties. Well, we were we took a little break after the intro and we looked around and half of the water was gone out of a uh, our our friend Jean's 
spa here. Spa and resort. I feel like we are, yeah. Yeah, big shout out to Jane. Shout out to Jane. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so we had to reschedule. So 96 hours later, we're back, though. And the hot tub's firing. So we're going to go. It's getting warmer right now on my right butt cheek. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> okay. See that. All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's talk about why we're doing this. You know, I, I feel like hot tubs fall into this urban legend or like urban legend category, wouldn't you say? Yeah. For diabetes management. It's one of the first things they tell you when you're diagnosed, what you can't do, and de- hot tubs are high on that list. Hot tubs are on the list. But then when you start looking for evidence of this, for specific recommendations, they're basically non-existent on the internet. Mm-hmm. So we thought, why not make a guide to hot tubbing? Well, and we also... As the, nor- as the normal person, all right? This is... I and mean, we're going to make this a legit experiment, but not legit. Well, and we also got a comment from... <laughs> uh, a mom of someone with type one that who said, would we please explain to her what it was about? Well, Cause we had mentioned it, I think in our very first ask us anything or something about hot tubs and stuff. So yeah, it's made it into iTunes reviews. Um, so this is by viewer demand. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah. That's, it's a big deal. Um, <laughs> another day in the, on the, in the office, just but, in a hot tub. but I think honestly we're doing this just to make sure, you know, it's not, it's not dangerous. It's just to see what happens. Right. You know, all right, so let's, let's roll out the format here. All right, so we've got the hot tub set on 100 degrees. Okay, and we're going to stay in here for 30 minutes. Okay, and every seven to eight minutes, we're going to test our blood sugar. I'm not doing the CGM. Amber's testing. I'm testing. So we're both going to do this manually every seven to eight minutes, test our blood sugar. We're going to keep track. And then we're going to take a 30-minute break afterward. You guys aren't going to be around for that part. But then we're going to close up the show and let everybody know what happened to after that 30 minutes we were out of the hot tub. I like it. Cool. You ready? Let's do it. All right. The experiment begins. <laughs> all, right. all right. So what's your, uh, do you have any personal experience in hot tubbing? In, uh, in effects? Not that I can share. <laughs> <laughs> can you, uh, can you maybe trim the explicit portions of the story and insert some experience? I think my last uh, one experience that was kind of shocking and I was with friends. We went and I think we had Chinese food, which is always hard to gauge um, the carb counts and had some wine. And then we all got in the hot tub and Mm -hmm. I felt a little off for a number of reasons and tested and my blood sugar was like 23. I would, I would classify that as an experience. Yeah. But I think that's, yeah, it's low. That was really low. And I don't know. So I, like I said, there were so many other factors because I really, I can't contribute it just to the hot tub. Sure. All right. So given there are so many other factors, you and I both try to limit all the other diabetes factors for the show today. Kind of. All right. So your blood sugar coming in. 214. 214. Mine was 166. Ha ha. <laughs> I was going to say, way to be an overachiever, you butthole. I miscalculated at lunch and decided not to correct. Exactly. Because we, we both tried to limit how much insulin we had in our systems coming in. So I think I've got like a half a unit in my system for the last two hours. So we're pretty stable. You're pretty stable too. Yeah. So we're trying to set the stage right. Right. Um, we're both kind of casually sipping on a beer. I'm Um, drinking a Bridgeport IPA. What are you having? Uh, some, some IPA. Yeah. Full sale. Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, we understand that has carbs, but we're trying to treat this like the normal person. Yeah. That's part of it. All right. So, hey, what's your hypothesis for what's going to happen today? In the 30 minutes, for the 30 minutes after, what's your best guess? I will be a little bit more relaxed. That's okay. That's <laughs> a, I, would, I would say that is a qualitative <laughs> hypothesis. Um, 
I don't know. I'm feeling like I could though, end probably. out. I could end. I think I'm going to end up at like 260. Okay. So you're thinking. I'm, on some, I'm feeling up. up. Okay. What, what's your story? I'm thinking. Thinking. Thinking at the first 30 minutes out, like in the tub, see a little bit of a decrease. Maybe like see if I started 166, I would guess I'd be at like 120. That's how we finish. But then without eating or drinking anything, at the end of that next 30 minutes, I bet I'd be at like 80 or 90. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I brought this up in a conversation today with uh, with Kevin, um, the guy from the the Type One Clothing Company. Yeah. Okay, he's a physician, and and we were chatting, and uh, and he was he basically. Uh, he was like, man, I don't know, you know, because if it's hot in there, you might get the cortisol response. And so you might get your blood sugar elevated because your body feels like it's under stress. Then you've also got the metabolic demand of the heat, like trying to, to also basically simulate exercise in a way. So I think it goes back to the same thing that we've talked about. It's a walk, we're a walking science project and there are so many factors. You just don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think that, well, it doesn't matter. Well, in my, yeah, in my personal experience in the past, I think it's mostly gone down. Yeah. Whenever then, but that's what we're doing the experiment. What about you? What's, let's hear about one of your stories. One of my stories. Hmm. Well, there was a story once in college. I was on spring break and I jumped a fence and landed in somebody's hot tub, but I wasn't in there very long because I wasn't allowed to stay. Did they kick but, you out? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but that's that. Other than that, I think my blood sugar's just gone low usually. Whenever we do this whole hot tub thing. All right. Okay. Got another minute. So we test the blood sugar again. <laughs> Awkward moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. 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 How was how was your day? Amber? D- day was good. Got an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Tried to hook up the sonographer with Ryan. Might there might be a blind date in the future. And I really like the way that you went about doing it too, because you didn't give her my number. You know, because that's, that's like a really big barrier to climb. You just gave her my profile on diabetesdailygrind.com. <laughs> I like that reciprocated with anybody in the medical community that you can find to hook me up with. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Is there Actually, a, a, is there a base here. salary requirement? <laughs> yeah. Should be. <laughs> uh, and I did tell her you were athletic. That's, but not, not, why, like that's not why people go annoyingly. to medicine. So I forgot to mention that. Yeah. It's actually the first time I think I've heard you say it like that. Usually it's... In the annoyance category. (laughs) I was trying to talk you up. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Where are we? Ready to test? All right, we're about to test. All right. Hey, and we're both actually using the same tester, too. Are we? Yep. Same tester. Contour next. So, that's also another part of the experiment. I don't know if mine's the next. It might be. It's not. It should be. I think it is. I think yours is. I think, yeah, I think mine's just the one that is. Uh, <laughs> I think. Nope. Nope. I think you have the contour next, though, I right? I probably do. Yeah. I just stick with the purple guy. I'm at 210. Okay, you're at 210. Holding steady. You're you're holding steady. I'm at 156. 156. All right. So we've got seven more minutes to. To the next one. To wait. All right. So this is phase two, of the. Uh, experiment all right so we got to talk about what this research says this actually went to pubmed.org gave the home of basically all published research i thought you said we're not supposed to ever believe anything that's online well there are some sources that are, are okay verifiable. so pubmed is okay, legit so these, 
these are like things that are uh, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, some of these official things. Okay. And it looks like a bunch of researchers like 15 years ago tried to use hot tubs as therapy for type 2 diabetes to actually use it. Hmm. So in the study, three times a week, 15 minutes in the hot tub at 104 degrees ended up helping blood sugars, possibly lowering A1Cs. Over time, like how much? I I think they did that over like three months. Yeah. If somebody wrote me a prescription for having to get into a hot tub three times Mm -hmm. a week, I would say yes. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Can we have that as a part of a therapy? I think we can. Uh, And there were some... There's some issues with the study, but we'll link it in the show notes if anybody wants to actually go look at this and not trust us on our word. But I think the study was only, it was either a single digit people, like under 10 or under 15 people. So the study didn't have a whole lot of power. It wasn't a big study at all. So this is not a recommendation. But that that was basically the entire gist of blood sugar and hot tub management and research. I'd be curious... And I probably have the thing right here. What the temperature? Because it's getting warmer, which I really. Oh, it's heating up. Yeah, I can feel it. I was also reading online and like all the support groups. And there's really not any kind of like consensus either on like two diabetes. I think there's a couple of topics about it. But really what people are concerned about is infections. From a hot tub? Yeah, from a hot tub. You know, because diabetics are already more, people with diabetes are already more. (laughs) (laughs) Nice already already more likely to have an infection because of our immune systems. So we're saying like open wounds? Yes. So general advice, just don't hop in a hot tub with open sores. Well, how's your hand? It's doing great. It's currently out of the hot tub holding the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I had hand surgery about a month ago. Yeah. Feeling great. Feeling good. But in the other concern was about a diabetic neuropathy like what i mean so you couldn't feel basically yeah if it was too hot like if it was too hot boiling your toe yeah so if you're like feet if you if you can't sense that yet you you don't have do you have any experience with neuropathy no knock on concrete (laughs) no retinopathy yes neuropathy no yes but the retinopathy like you wrote this week is starting to kind of it's fading away i got one little hemorrhage left that bastard's on its way out. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Hey, you got a cool post coming out about it, though, too. That yeah. You put up on the website today? Uh, I think Yesterday. It out, no, I think it went out this morning, actually. Yeah. It's all a blur. All mm-hmm. things diabetes. So, everybody, whenever you go into a spa, anywhere, you always see that, that sign outside of the hot tub, and it says, like, people with diabetes, heart disease, or hypertension, beware. Oh, yeah, like you, you probably get in about? at your own risk. Yeah, get in at your own risk. This also says that with the pool. Well, it doesn't say it with diabetes, yeah. but yeah. And I've never looked at it or cared. Yeah. And you know what? There's all these new things now, I would say, like real like spas. There's mm-hmm. one in Norman in particular, and you can go in there to take a bath, like a salt bath, and you can hook. I mean, I don't know what it all it involves, but I mean, I guess that's the same concept, right? They do like a salt scrub and stick you in a hot tub. Amber's looking around at uh, at everybody else that's in the hot tub. Have you guys done this? <laughs> Would you do it? Salt scrub, yeah. And then sit in yeah, the tub. Yeah, salt scrub. Salt scrub sounds awesome. In. I mean, yeah. I know they clean them, but that would just kind of freak me out. You take a shower afterwards. True. <laughs> it's a group bathtub. So what do they do? Group bathtubs. Oh my gosh, I could <laughs> not handle that. I would take a lot. I'd probably have to take like a volume going in. What's happening right now is that. 
our audio engineer Jonathan is uh, breaking down his time in Japan where he was in the big group bathtub experience. Yeah. Big group bathtub and a pool, I think, are a little bit, unless there's like 400 people in the same pool. The person to ra- water ratio, I feel like, would be a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jean's chiming in too. I don't know what she said over there, but yeah, a lot of water. Yeah. It's so much water. Yeah. All right. If you were to, to get in a hot tub, what, I mean, what are your concerns? What are the things? Yeah. What do you think about Dead skin. Like, there's, I mean, it's one big exfoliant. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, I have to know the person really well to get in their hot tub. I know Gene's clean. Gene's on it. Thank you, Gene. Yeah, the, yeah it's, it looks very clean, Gene. I've yeah. seen, I've been in a hot tub before, and I'm like, they had one of those things that floated in the middle that was like a skin and hair catcher, and I'm like, that shit is. <laughs> I was like, I'm is, thankful that it it's so sucking gross. some stuff up, but my God. Oh, and you know, like, the little, like, foam, like, bubbles, that, and they're, like, brown, oh, and dude. they, like, settle in the corner? That's, you know, that's just human. There's infection right it's human. there. Yeah, that's that's the stuff you don't want to just scoop up and put in a wound. Salt with salt. <laughs> Soluble. Oh. No, this is a salt pool. Oh, salt. So that's not a concern here. Huh. Yeah. That's yep. interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have that chlorine fill. Yeah, that's for sure. But I think the legit. Okay, if you're wearing an insulin pump, in I think you'd have to worry about your insulin getting too hot. In, in the, the tubing. Pump, yeah, in the tubing. And so if you did that consistently on a day-to-day basis, you might wear out the insulin. But you're, you're usually rotating out the insulin so much it doesn't matter. Do, are you wearing your pump? I am wearing it, but I've got it outside the pool. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so let me ask this. I've got one of the long tubings, so I can just set it outside. Okay, so your little injection site, does it have a waterproof bandage over it? It does not. You're just basically hoping that the, uh, the pressure and like the heat and the jet isn't right on it. Because it could dislodge the side a little bit from the skin, but I've never had that happen. I had, a, I had a pool as a kid, and my pump sides never came off. I never used anything special on them either. But that's that's another thing that people will talk about on the message boards, is that they were worried about their infusion sets coming off in the hot tub. Hmm. Are infusion sets expensive? Pretty expensive, yeah. So it's not like mm-hmm. you want to lose one to go in, to go swimming. Definitely. And I, I think it could be prevented if you just put, like, another layer of adhesive on top of it. Hmm. Like tape, and there's all kinds of, like, IV infusion adhesive things you can use and it works fine yeah seven minutes seven minutes it's time okay I've, let's make a guess this is what, round two so we're not halfway through what's your guess for yours um did you say what yours was last time yeah i did well did i yes you did okay what? 156 is what it was last time okay so what do you think it's gonna be 148 I, i'm gonna go with Remember, there's a range of air for these things too true like 40 <laughs> Yeah, okay. Have you also heard that the more you use the same meter, the more it gets used to you, and that the more accurate it is? I would like to believe that. Have you heard that? I mean... You've had that same pink meter forever. It's purple. Yeah, just tested. I think I went the same finger again. Yeah. By accident, not really by choice. <laughs> by habit. Middle finger's my favorite finger. Pinky's mine. Pinky? Okay. Because it doesn't get a lot of action. Like in the, like normal day stuff. Yeah, so the other ones, you're thicker. So you feel sorry for the pinky? Well, it needs, it needs a little play. Evening, everyone. Coming to you from my kitchen here in Oklahoma on a hot summer evening. And I'm cooking some food that might even be hotter. Cooking some Indian curry tonight. 
And this is probably also the first time I've thought about what it's going to do to my blood sugar. That's out of the point. Uh, but uh, what I'm really telling you guys about is about outofsightcases.com. They provide diabetes cases that are a solution for no matter how you treat your diabetes, whether it's with shots, whether it's with pump. Uh, you can carry all your supplies. You can carry glucagon supplies. It's got a pocket for everything. It's got Velcro straps. It's adaptable. You can put it on your leg even. So if you're interested in organizing your diabetes life, which is something, if you listen to this podcast show, you know that I need Go over to outofsightcases.com, plug in the code REALLIFE1 at checkout, and Mary will send you a case for free shipping. So get your free shipping with REALLIFE1 at checkout. So what was your blood sugar? 154. So down two from last time. I'm 202. Ooh. So it went down by eight. Okay. Okay. So maybe we're seeing the effects of it again. Maybe we are. Okay. How many times have you ever tested okay, because I know everybody's done this if you have diabetes. If you if you test your blood sugar and you don't expect it to be high and it's three seventy five, okay, you, you test immediately again? test it again. Yes. Right? It's always lower the next time. Um Would you agree with that? But she, uh, I did this recently because I had a really high, mm-hmm. unexpected high. It was like 374, and then I tested another hand, and it was like 340. Yeah. So it wasn't, I mean, it was a little bit, but it was still ridiculously high. And in fact, that was when we started to do the original podcast, Hot Tub Podcast, and I just couldn't keep it down. So. Well, that's another element to today. Maybe with yeah. our seven minutes apart, eight minutes apart, we're not getting that effect, but I don't know. If, if somebody knows why when you use a meter back-to-back twice... That ends up going lower, please, like, chime in. We need to know. Or I wash my hands. I think, oh, maybe I oh, yeah. Yeah. just ate something. There's watermelon juice on my hand. You haven't ate anything sugary in the last six hours, and you're still just curious. Yeah. You know, you just wash it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to bring, can I, can I bring something up that's not related to the hot tub? That's, oh, yeah, please. It's new on the yeah. diabetes. It's really blowing up right now. So someone in New York, this restaurant, and we can put it in the show notes, even though I don't want to give this person any credit, put a sign up in their restaurant that said, if you are diabetic, give your shots in the restroom. And Did somebody cross it out and put person with diabetes? No, they didn't. Diabetes? I think everybody was just like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> and so uh, a big... I, I mean, I have a, just incited rage in people. Oh my gosh, just, it's all over the, di- the DOC. And I still haven't seen it yet, but well, I, I put trust it. You. I just put it on the Diabetes Daily Grind Facebook page. So you're saying I can't miss it now? No, you should look at it. Okay. And the everybody's like, I think we should all rally together. Not order anything. I don't even eat pork because it's a pig stand. And uh, we all just point, shoot though. up and not order anything. Like I just, It's straight up discrimination. And I never even thought that diabetes discrimination was out there. Really, like that. And could this person actually get in trouble? Okay, so say you're at a restaurant and somebody comes up to you. They're like, ma'am, um, I saw you give a shot. If you do that again, would you mind uh, taking it inside of the restroom? Because my child has a fear of needles. I'd say you tell your fucking child <laughs> to take their shit elsewhere because I can do anything I want. Period. And if you don't want to look and see me give a shot, then don't fucking look at me. I have every right to be here, and I'm going to eat whatever I want and shoot up wherever I want. So <laughs> that is exactly. And if they, yeah. That good. That's t-shirt worthy right there. <laughs> I'd probably physical violence makes me. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of sympathy after you've given yourself fifty thousand shots in your life. Um, not a lot of sympathy for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, this is not to condone like <laughs> We're not the person with diabetes who like uses a needle and then just like stabs some random person next to them. <laughs> but I really hope that's not uh, commonplace. I mean, that would be that's a great way to spread hepatitis B and C. Oh God! But we, yeah, we don't need to do that. It's not. But I a think good on idea. that same conversation, I've noticed. But we have we have to have our freedom. Yeah. We have to have our freedom, but I feel like well, since the diabetes daily grind, if I see somebody that wears a pump. I immediately engage them in conversation. Or if I mm-hmm. see somebody give a shot, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I know what you're going through or whatever. And oh, I know, absolutely. Yeah. I hope that doesn't ever make anybody else feel awkward because they don't want to be outed. So maybe I need to be careful about that as well. I don't feel like anybody who gives shots in public's ever like overt about it. Is there any other? <laughs> it's usually hidden. That you like would... kind of ducking toward the corner and giving the shot. And then, right. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to be flamboyant about it. <laughs> I've never. Well, and are there any other diseases that they have to give a personal it's a good conversation starter sometimes at the bar but have, are there any other diseases where you would need to give a shot at the table unless it's like an EpiPen allergy but you wouldn't there's not that the many table. diseases that give their own insulin or, well, or any they, there's not that many that give their own medication yeah huh. yeah basically just anaphylaxis just epinephrine for an allergy but that's pretty. I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't understand that because that's life okay. or death. Here's a question for the group in the hot tub. Okay. If you were to see somebody having an allergic reaction, and let's say their partner or their friend was like, "Oh my God, I can't give them a shot. Here's their epipen," would you step up and do it? Well, I don't know you, if I. I mean, it'd be hard for me to give somebody else a shot. I would do it because I always say I know what I do. Would you guys give somebody else a shot? Yes. You wouldn't. Life or yeah. death. Yes, but Gene. Those EpiPens are a little tricky, actually, to use. It's both ends kind of look the same. Have you guys seen them? Well, <laughs> I've never seen one up close. They look kind of similar, and it says just in it. There's like arrows, and there's instructions on the side, like which side to use. But I know people who have like slammed it and like tried to put it into the person, oh and it shoots right back into their hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> like firefighters and uh, IMSA folks, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Aren't they trained? Good question, Gene. <laughs> but in the heat of the moment, you just grab it and. So they they teach people, I think, to hold the sides of the pen and not on top. Okay, what about the glucagon? Is that what it's called, the pens? Mm -hmm. Same thing? Is it a dial-up? The epinephrine one's already preloaded. Okay, you give the whole thing. Yeah, you just give it right there. But with the glucagon one, you've got to mix it first and then do it. So it takes a little while longer. And you've got to actually dial up a syringe to use. Epinephrine, it's preloaded. You just ram it into somebody's leg and you're Mm -hmm. done. Yeah. I hope to never experience that. Yeah. You've been given a glucagon shot, right? Once. Well, not really. It just pricked my skin and I woke up. (laughs) So your friend had the courage to stab you. Yeah, but it didn't make it through my skin. But it got the job done. Where did they try to do it? On your thigh or in your arm or where? On on my thigh. Through your clothes or did they take your pants off? Um, I think I was wearing shorts. Okay. But these are are details I can't Fraternity days. (laughs) Just kidding. Yes. Yeah, it was very fortunate. Good friends. That's always, good. yeah, PSA. Always tell your friends how to use your glucagon shot. Always. Mm. Starting in high school. Do you have one? Starting in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a glucagon shot. At my house, yeah. I do not. I've never. I know. I know. We've talked about this like almost every po- every I podcast episode. I just can't believe I, I need to get I need to get these things. Yeah, but I think it's different when you live by yourself. Yeah, because what's who's gonna find you? <laughs> That's great. Well, you and I both live by ourselves. True. So, 
It's I I don't think it's as top of mind. Like in college, whenever you're when you have roommates and whatnot. Okay. I have to say something it's, on that. One more comment, then we'll do our third. Is that this week with hanging out with my nephew, the one who's been on a couple of my posts, was talking about how he's staying with my grandparents, and he's like, "We are this family," and Amber is by herself, and I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> Grandpa Henry for giving me the shout out of being single. They had a really hard time with that. It's what kids are for. Yeah. 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 Okay. Testing. Okay. Round three. I want to know what the temperature is right now because it's definitely warm. I mixed it up. I did a different finger this time. Oh, game changer. Where you at? 227. Whoa. I just shot up 25. One, one forty-seven. So you're still, what was your last one? 155. Okay, so you're still going down. I just went up. You just went up. It's getting hotter. Well, and This I'm is kind of following the two paths that Dr. Kevin said might happen. Well, maybe it's because of this beer. I'm drinking this beer. That is a possibility. Who what? I'm drinking more beer than he is. Oh, good call. Thank you for watching that, Gene. It's about... <laughs> <laughs> We have uh, we have extra scientists that joined us today. <laughs> They're keeping track of all the variables of the experiment, and I just I just weighed the uh, the beers, and How I think we're both about about the same halfway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Again, and this is not an episode where we're we're breaking down the effects of beer on blood sugar because I think that's already been thoroughly, thoroughly. accomplished. Yeah. Are you? Is that beeping because you don't pull this test strip out? Yes. Yep. It is. Amber's shaking her head. We're going to show you a picture. We're going to reference my di my test strip kit versus you. Do you even have a kit with you? Or is it I just do. <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> Ryan's is like a war zone. There's landmines everywhere. And it's a, what is it called? Where the blood, you got to worry about all the blood being everywhere. The things you drop your needles like in. CSI, forensics. No. What's stuff? the box that is like in the <laughs> hospital? Oh, um. Hazardous yeah, yeah, materials. Sharps, the sharps, sharps box. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's. Yeah. yeah. Before I came over here, I actually emptied the bag for the first time well. in probably two weeks because I knew that you'd say something if I, <laughs> if I opened it. <laughs> Just different styles. Different styles. All right. So we're in the last phase here of the podcast. I think we need to take it up a notch. <laughs> Lines of cocaine. Here we come. No, I'm just kidding. We're controlling variables <laughs> of the show. Controlling variables. Yeah, so you and I just got done uh, living together for a couple of days. Kind of. Yeah. Was in and out. So Ryan rents his home out on our Airbnb, <laughs> which I applaud. Well, it was kind of a, it was a surprise day. I wasn't expecting guests, and it was kind of a last-second booking. And I was kind enough to allow him to crash in my home. Yeah, and you didn't even hear me come in. Mm -mm. So surprise, surprise. It's pretty impressed with that. We had yeah. a good time. Got up, made omelets, <laughs> vegan omelets, <laughs> drank coffee, read the paper. No, God. So, so it was a great time. Ryan, let's be honest. How was your, what was your condition? <laughs> oh, that night? Well, it was an engagement party for a friend. So I, I walked over to your house from, from another a buddy's party. house. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, was a fun time. It was yeah. fun time. It was a responsible time. Had the CGM on. So it was felt good about the night. Good, yeah. good. 
So no, living together, no. No, but no, no, definitely not. Not, not a possibility. But the funny thing is, is I was prepared because I knew Ryan was going out. He rarely goes out because he's been so busy with medical school. So I put two, I stick some leaves, some water, and what were those things called? Oh, those cliff shot blocks. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, we'll link those up in the show. Those are awesome. So if his blood sugar yeah. plummeted in the middle of the night, he, I wouldn't find him wandering through the halls. <laughs> I, would, I would freak out because I didn't even really know that you came in. So if I saw you standing there, I'd be like, I think I'd, yeah. Okay, there's an episode that we're about to release here coming up it's probably gonna be after this show from amy t from diabetesmind.com and she she was talking about those cliff shot blocks and how some of them have caffeine and some of them don't which i didn't know and so there's two of those containers of shot blocks sitting there and i'm it's 3 a.m and i'm about to lay down on the couch and go to sleep and i'm like you know i could probably use a little bit of carbs and so i open one up and i was like oh my gosh where is this one out of the caffeine and it didn't but the other one did so i'm glad i turned the lights on 50 50 yeah. chance yep you're lucky yeah that would have been pretty miserable Having to stay up until like 6 a.m. I wonder if it would have really affected you to that point, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it was a straight shot of I caffeine, think, I don't I, know. I don't know. I could drink a cup of coffee and go to sleep. So I, I probably could, too. Yeah. yeah. But maybe that high of a concentration of caffeine in one, like, I don't drink Red Bull, but maybe it's equivalent to like, the same thing. Does Red Bull have caffeine? Is that what they use? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Are you serious? Well, I knew there was tons of sugar. Again, yeah. I don't drink it's them. The, it's, the so. it's the caffeine, yeah. My dad loves the Red Bulls. Big fan. With vodka or just single? Just single. Mm. Yep. Sugar-free or regular? I think sugar-free. Yeah. Yep. He's got to do his <laughs> thing. Just do his thing. I worked in Art Event, and I was in charge of the Red Bull and vodka stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was when it first came out. So we drank them back-to-back. Well, I didn't know what they I didn't really know what they were. That was not <laughs> good. I learned my lesson right then and there. I didn't sleep for like two days. Thank you. Are you one of those people that's sensitive to caffeine? Uh, it makes my heart raise. Yeah. Like how quickly after you have the cup of coffee? Depends on the coffee. Seriously. Hmm. Learn you, it. What, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. yeah. I was going to say, what about you guys? Sensitive to caffeine? Now, yeah. Growing up, I drank it dark for breakfast. Yeah. And before bed. But yeah, now I don't drink it, so. Yeah. Oh, after yeah. what time at night? Jonathan's talking to us about Dr. Pepper as a kid. Plus, Yeah, it's like anymore now in society, if it's a Coke, a Diet Coke, Dr. Pepper, it's like it's not even considered in the caffeine category because Red Bull and Monster yeah. coffee and triple shot espresso lattes have so much caffeine. Jeez. Yeah. I have a friend, Stephanie. You yeah. Know, we're going to try to get her on the podcast. She cut caffeine out and uh, for her blood sugar. She said it's better in the morning now that she doesn't have uh, as much caffeine going. I know Mike Hoskins from Diabetes Mind has also loaded up a whole bunch of different posts on caffeine and he's a big coffee uh, aficionado but I think it has an effect probably makes you less sensitive uh, to insulin in the morning because of the cortisol yeah Hmm. all that good stuff do you think that okay so my morning routine is a breakfast smoothie and then I have a cup or cup and a half of coffee and then I have like a protein like eggs Mm -hmm. I I don't know that I've ever seen like a real spike or a total dropout how long have you been doing that exact same I would thing. say for probably nine months. Okay. Yeah, if you cut the coffee out, I don't know, maybe you would take like half a unit less. Interesting. A unit less. I don't know. Maybe. To me, I love coffee, so it's part of the routine now. Yeah. yeah. Now that you've introduced me to... Uh, Is it time for the last one, John? Coconut oil, yeah. Okay. It's the last test last of the one. experiment. Yep. That, 
And remember, you as the researcher, which you know you're one of the people actually conducting the experiment, you can't wish for a certain result because that's called the observer bias. Since who what? I think this is. Uh, how many times have we checked it now? I think this is. Is that the fourth? Because uh, you checked it though before you started. Oh, that's yeah. right. So are we only 20 minutes in? Basically. 20. Okay, so we have one more. Ah. Uh, what are you at? 202. I'm back. You're back. <laughs> what are you? 120. Really? Yeah. Take a drink of beer. <laughs> Remember, hey, we're just watching what? this to see what happens. I don't know. We don't know. That's why we're doing this. We There is no rhyme or reason in my mind, but. Yeah. Again, the meters aren't perfect by any stretch. So. So what do we got? What are we talking about for the next? There's Ryan's beep. Yep, there it is. Um, hmm. What are we talking about? <laughs> we ran through all the material I had already. It's already gone. Yeah, we already hit it. Master Lab's coming up. It is coming up. What's Master Lab? Master Lab is a part of a very large conference out of Orlando, Florida, mm -hmm. uh, put on by Two Diabetes. I think that's how you say it, tudiabetes.org. Um, yep, Manny. Manny, yep. yeah. So uh, I'm headed to Florida in July to meet up with a number of other advocates and to learn a lot, hopefully about some new devices and insulin, and can't wait. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's your second one of these, too. It's the second uh, venture out to be a part of other diabetes stuff. It's a big deal. Yep. Two years in now. Yeah, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Yeah. Ryan, that... As a, as a website. Cord is kind of wet. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Oh, this cord? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the pump cord. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, we're good. So I was, I was uh, texting friends before I came, just trying to describe what we were doing tonight, and they were like, God, please don't get electrocuted or something. Could we get electrocuted? No. It's very low voltage. Hmm. <laughs> Can microphones... They have to Jonathan just water. reassured us that we're not going to get electrocuted. Not these, but you could... I mean, there are some that you could... Jonathan did throw out that he has this little thing that if we wanted to put our cell phones in this little container, we could take pictures underwater. And I'm like, who the hell wants to see our crotches, basically? <laughs> I mean, like, the angles from the part that's underwater, I'm not okay with. Then it would be an explicit <laughs> podcast. We'd have to, have to put the E out next to the side of the episode. Um, explicit audio-wise, not necessarily visual. We're going to take a picture of what we're looking at right now because I want to go back to our scenery here. Jean lives on a beautiful, beautiful piece of property. You're kind of in the country. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Yep. Lots of it's birds. It's a really, really nice place. Yeah. You can hear the locusts. Thank you, Jean. Yeah. Jean yep. is also our partner in crime when it comes to recipes, one of which will coming out this weekend, which will be a veggie curry. We haven't mm -hmm. come up with a fun title yet, but... Um, this is where I come and do a lot of my culinary creations. You want to talk about some of the titles that are in play? We went <laughs> yeah. through a second ago. <laughs> so we'd love your comments on this. One of them was Trying to curry that will blow your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's, I mean, doesn't that's that make you want to <laughs> open that recipe? <laughs> Unless you, you could do, make it for somebody you really didn't like. <laughs> what was the one, Ryan, that you said? Because it was even worse. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was <laughs> borderline, um, burn, <laughs> burn the rim. 
Curry. Yeah. Something like that. Better again, going in again. than coming out, curry. No, if we actually want people to cook the curry, <laughs> I think we need to work on the uh, the actual post name. There'll never be a cookbook down our in the future if we were having titles like that. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we're, I think we're just gonna name it Veggie Curry. Veggie Curry. Love it or leave it. Yep. May or may not. Yeah. <laughs> may or may tell not. Your GI doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Two days later, you can thank us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so something that happened this morning, I'll bring up because I know Go anyone on. with diabetes can relate to, is uh, I had to get some tests done this morning. I had to have an ultrasound, and I had to go in. I couldn't eat or drink anything after midnight. And I was thankful that my appointment was at 9.15, I think is what it is. But, you know, there, that's hard to do, I feel like, for me, because I give my Lanta shot, I've got my whole schedule, and that's what keeps my diabetes regimen on track. So you have any experience with that? Yeah, yeah. I just usually wake up, don't eat anything, and then go to the labs and then eat something. Right, and that's fucking ridiculous. You're you know, not frustrated you know at all? You know I mean, me. well, but I guess. Well, no, it's part of the process, though. You, it's unavoidable. So I just suck it up and go get the blood drawn, and usually it's bright early. 9 a.m. is a little bit later. Usually, whenever I've done it, it's like 8 or 7 30. We need to start having personal drivers for that kind of stuff because, A, you're starving, you're kind of hangry. And you're talking you about diabetes coffee. daily grind, <laughs> hiring personal drivers. <laughs> yes, for you we need a personal driver and we have tests <laughs> like this because I'm a wreck. Yeah, I shed tears in the parking lot today. This is this is a lot of drama for, for one, for one medical was, procedure. It was only an ultrasound, too. It wasn't even a <laughs> blood drawn. That would have been worse. What about you guys? When you have to. Do you, have, you, do you ever have to fast for anything? That's total bullshit. We do this once every six months, right? What? Do the fasting blood draw uh, once a year. I think, oh I think my endocrinologist said once a year. Oh, I went to the endocrinologist. Yay. Yeah. How are you doing? It's a good chat. Doing well. You going to share? Yeah, that, was, that was a week ago. You going to share your A1C? I can share it. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, 7.1. 7.1? 7.1. What was yep. it before? It was higher than that. So you've improved. Yes. Yes. What do you think the difference was? I think I was a little more aggressive with my bolusing for food. I think I was just a little bolder with the food. And then I think I, uh, yeah, I just started taking more insulin in the morning. <laughs> That's about it. Do you have any serious? Stop, yeah, I stopped, I stopped snacking as much at night, too. And I think that was leading to some overnight highs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so unconscious, just bad habits. Just trying to clean up some habits, you know? Yeah. There's, and I've got some room to improve. I need to adjust my basal rate overnight. I think I can kind of wipe off a few decimal points. I'd like to get down near that 6.5 number. Keep tracking that way. Yeah, I need to get my A1C done. The last time I was supposed to go to the endo, um, I don't know if he canceled or I canceled, and now I have to find a new endo. So Mm. that whole process has started again. The CGM, I think, also helped. Because before the previous set of those three months, I didn't have the CGM on very much. But now I have the CGM on for like the last three months, and I think it really helped. Really just you don't get quite as high, so you don't have the mountaintops. You can kind of cut them off before you get so high. So I need to get I need to do that, and I know that I've talked about it in a couple of podcast episodes. But I need to do I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna reach out to Dexcom. You got your boy over there, at Dexcom. Yep, our boy. Um, Is it Andre? I think so. Yeah. yeah. See if they'll. Li- I I want to give it a trial. I'll, I'd like to try it because I really do feel that as I'm getting older, my blood sugars are changing at night, and I'm just not aware of it. Mm. So then I wake up tired and feel like shit. <laughs> because they're probably high throughout all night. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. All right. Final test. Last test. Yeah. Ooh. I want to guess it, but.
What's your story? 129. Okay, so you're up. Are you up one? I think wait, 120. I was up. It just depends. It was a different finger last time, so I don't know. I'm broken the 200 what? barrier. I'm at 199. What? So. Okay, so you started where? At 214. Okay, start at 214. You're sipping Slowly casually drop, on a beer, right. and now you're casually. at 199. I started at 166, drinking casually on a beer, finished at 129. I like it. And I think that we should have okay. this experiment, Gene. I'm just throwing this out there once a week. And next week, we'll binge drink <laughs> beer. <laughs> week after that, it'll be straight vodka. It's so carb differences. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there could be many of other factors. I'm going to go ahead and say that that, that experiment is probably not going to be recorded if it does happen. Or funded by anyone. <laughs> or funded by anyone. Or there will be no sponsors of that <laughs> experiment. <laughs> or we could be sponsored by vodka. Um, again, I, I think that may clash with our vision. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. No one is encouraging excess alcohol exactly. consumption at any point. We must respect the alcohol with diabetes. So tough. We must. All right. So we're closing down this podcast episode for now. We're going to chill out in the hot tub a little while longer, wait 30 minutes, and then see where our blood sugar's at. Sounds good. Cool. Boom. Done. Got more lenses than you. Yeah, I got more Okay, this is the close of the show. So, we uh, we made it. It's 30 minutes later. We're still in the hot tub. I know it's an enormous amount of time in the hot tub. We're still alive. We're hanging in there. My blood sugar is 101. 101. That's after at least 30 minutes in the hot tub. Okay, where are you at now? 221. So, okay. So, you held steady. Okay, so Amber finished at 2.21. She's about to get to the mic. This is our it's our summary time. Okay, so you held steady. Mine went down. So there, here's what we got to say. Here's what we learned today. Nothing. Basically, basically nothing at all. Is that there's a possibility that your blood sugar could go down. There's a possibility nothing could happen. And that, uh, <laughs> like many people already know, there's a lot of factors that go into diabetes. So I would say, too, um, I will... Put, I want to be sure that everyone understands that when we went into this, we were being somewhat serious. And so we do have Gatorade and a banana and some other things on the sideline, just in case that were to plummet quickly, we would be prepared. <laughs> we were ready. Yeah. We were ready. So I'm saying, I'm giving the green light to anybody with diabetes to sit in a hot tub. Just be a little bit more on top of your numbers. Keep a Gatorade or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can, the, the science here Zero. still needs some help. Like I said, we, we, will, it our best we may have a future podcast where there's been drinking and other things that would, yeah, we'll see if that makes a difference. Okay, we're not going to have that future I know, podcast. I I'm kidding. I don't even want to drink that much beer. It makes me sick. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, just be responsible. Be responsible. You know what time it is? Time for the iTunes review. Thank God we have one. Oh, uh, yeah, we got an iTunes review. And uh, this one, it comes from Keep It Simple Faux Real underscores in between all the words we love these people oh, we love y'all we just love it all right title this person also loves it love the asks exclamation 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 okay here's the review the questions in the ask us anything episodes taught me so much always love listening to those when they come out as soon as they come out thanks ddg love so, yeah, it more ask us anything episodes and you know we can on do that. that we can drop us do that. drop us a line on the speak pipe 
we're, we're, we stockpile those questions when they do come to us. So if there's anything you want to know about, I don't know, diabetes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, as soon as down. we have five questions, we record and ask us anything podcast. Yeah. And it's done. Yeah. And if you have any questions about the hot tub experiment today, ask out. somebody that knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Get, talk to a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, hot tub so experiment. It. Hot tub experiments in the books. In the books. Yeah. And I think we, we think this might be the first ever research experiment. No, I guess it couldn't if that went into the type two, but we're going to believe. But live podcast, yeah. randomized, controlled, yeah. hot tub. Friends. Friends in a, in a hot tub, temperature 100 degrees. Done. <laughs> Add that to the books. <laughs> Dive's Day Grind does not condone hot tub use <laughs> <laughs> without responsibility. <laughs> right. candy sugar it ain't a pager it's a pump but when i'm jonesing it comes in handy tell me sugar mama what's your a1c are you into endocrinology pricker is a pricker and the pumping is pumping beats like wilford brimley keep coming but officer i ain't been drinking my blood sugar and with that from the hot tub we say cheers to the highs and lows see you guys and girls that's a wrap